Welcome to the Black Hereford Chronicles with Jen Hill. Here we discuss all things Black Hereford. Join me for in-depth conversations and insightful interviews relevant to your Black Hereford operation. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to take a little time and reflect on the national event in Kansas City earlier this month. It's really amazing to see how far we've grown. I remember the first one I attended in Emporia, Kansas, and boy, how the association and the cattle have grown and improved. It's really fun to reflect on, you know, from that tiny little room in a community college, we were all sitting at desks with 12 people and a handful of interesting looking cows. And I'm including our own in that to something worth watching at the American Royal. It's it's really pretty cool. This year, the Royal Affair sale was a little lower. The sale average for live lots last year was just under eight thousand dollars. And this year, it was just over $5,000. The high-selling bull was Joe Rev at $6,000, and the high-selling female was C.A. Miles High with $10,000. I've been reflecting on why, in my opinion, and I'm sure that there's a lot of other valid points out there that I haven't considered yet, but thinking about why the price was lower. And I think there's really a few different factors at play here. The biggest has to be the weather. We're seeing drought dispersals all over the country right now. And while drought isn't new to most of us, this year the dry just seems to have been incredibly widespread, hitting a massive swath of the country. Eventually, that reduced herd size as everybody is selling out was bound to catch up with the seed stock market. As far as bulls go, you just don't need to buy one when you've cut down the number of cows you need serviced. And then similarly, I would think that the replacement female market is low and slow right now because everyone is feeling a little skittish about feed. When we're talking about hay in the $300 range, it's hard to feel like cutting a check for cows. The prices also indicated to me that there's still a big focus within the inner association Black Hereford sales on homozygous black, and that we really haven't yet totally outgrown some of our single trait selection bias. I noticed during the sale that there was a discount on those hetero animals. And I've had a number of guests on this show in the last few months that have talked about why that's a concern. So I'm not going to dive into it a whole lot today, except just to remind everyone that when you single trait select, you're really limiting your ability to grow and improve and present a truly balanced animal. On the way home, I got to thinking about some of the other breed sales out there that I've seen over the years, the ones that really stick out and what makes them different. You've got, you know, the Denim and Diamond sale or the Mile High sale. And those sales, they're an event. They're a party. There's a bar and a meal, and it's a social occasion for the breeders. Shoot, even our old county fair added a cash bar and a steak dinner before the kids sold their animals, and we saw both the attendance and the prices increase. And there definitely wasn't a meeting afterwards. I just wonder if there's some room for the sale committee to fiddle with the schedule and really make the sale 
the thing to be at for the year. In case you haven't heard, although I know you all, right, follow the Chronicles Facebook page, so you already know, but the members uh, re-elected Chad Jones to his board seat and put in Mark Ibsen, so congratulations to both of them. I can't wait to see what they get done in the next five years. That's a long term, so I'm sure it'll be exciting. Uh, The finances of the association were presented at the meeting, like they always are. The ABHA has done well on paper for the last year, and there's no doubt about that. But there was one spot that raised my eyebrows or made me roll my eyes, depending on who you're talking to. Last year, the association spent zero dollars on EPDs because we never had a run. According to the association, it's taken that year to get rolling with IGS. They also spent one fifth of the previous year on marketing and advertising. And when I sit back and think about what I believe the primary purpose of a breed association is, it's data collection and dissemination and marketing. There's lots of talk about big plans rolling into the coming year. So for now, I'm going to remain hopeful that we'll see some of those things come to fruition. But in the meantime, I'm going to continue to annoy everyone asking lots of questions, and I will continue to communicate back with you guys what I learn. A real bright moment at the meeting was when past president Carol Durrell received her award for the 2021 member of the year. Uh, That award was actually announced at last year's meeting, but she was unable to attend. So they gave her a beautiful plaque in honor of the work she did. Uh, There was no member of the year announced for this year, which seemed a little weird, but who knows? I also wanted to hit you guys with the JNN sale report before we move on today. Their fall sale was Friday, October 7th, when they sold 14 bulls, averaging $4,180, and 58 females, averaging $3,480. One more item of house cleaning before we jump in. As a heads up, during my interview with today's guest, Logan Sampson of Gene Brokers, there were some connectivity issues early on. Mr. Sampson had some internet trouble for the first couple of minutes, and there's about 10 seconds or so in there when things get glitchy. I cleaned it up as best as I could and asked that you kind of bear with it, because after that point, when it gets rough, he was able to completely reconnect, and it was all smooth sailing. I think you'll really find this interview interesting, I love when people discover new and improved ways for us to do the things we already are doing. And whenever we can remove a traditional barrier, I think it winds up as a win. And that's exactly what Gene Brokers is doing, making it easier for you to sell semen for more profit. So let's jump in. Okay. Thanks everyone for tuning in to the Black Hereford Chronicles. I have a guest here today that I think is going to share some really interesting information that a bunch of you are going to jump at. So rather than stealing your thunder, Logan, will you please kind of introduce yourself to the, our audience and let them know who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Logan Sampson and um, I'm on a company called Gene Brokers. And um, I also run a commercial cow calf operation in northeastern nevada i uh, run some registered animals um i have a bull sale every year um but uh as far as gene brokers go we uh goes we we started gene brokers back in february of this year and basically it's a it's an online marketplace for 
semen and embryos and, and for certain breeds, uh, AI certificates. So I'm curious, does your background, I did not realize that you also had a commercial cow operation and a seed stock background. Is that kind of part of how you got into the gene brokers thing? Yeah, so it is. Um, it was kind of the motivating factor. When I have had some um, embryos that I wanted to sell or, you know, if I'm buying certain certain bulls, I want semen on them. It's been, it has been really difficult to get a hold of those and make the transaction go smoothly. And I don't know if it's just, I'm impatient, but I like to be able to get online and purchase whatever product I'm looking, looking for. I like to do it right away. I don't like to do phone calls and emails and all the other stuff that has been traditionally done in the uh, semen market. And so I was speaking with some other seed stock operators and um, commercial producers, and we all shared the same concerns. And we just said, "Hey, why don't we? Why don't we do something about it?" And you know, it can't be that difficult. So, sorry, I've got some bulls in the background here talking to us. <laughs> no, I love it. So we got together and we designed a, a hired a guy to design us a website. I mean, we had in mind what we wanted to do, and I mean, it took a while doing some beta testing on it. But um, that's the reason we put it together is because I'm a lazy shopper and I wanted something easier. Okay. So then for those of us that haven't been on Gene Brokers, I think I heard about you guys a while back, oh, probably on the Angus Underground podcast. And I know that there's a couple of Black Hereford breeders that have looked into it. And I know there's at least some semen on there right now. But for those that haven't checked it out, will you kind of describe what it is? So it's basically Amazon, but for semen and embryos and, and other products, right? Um, we actually tried to mirror it um, as much as we could to that existing site because it's so successful and, and why not? I mean, why not copy something that already has success? And so what it is, is it allows producers, seed stock producers, or just anyone who owns um, a genetic product to get on and create an account. And they can list that product for free. There's absolutely no cost to um, list a product. And once you get on there, you can design a storefront. Um, you can post pictures of the bulls, of the uh, the dam. If uh, you have embryos or even the dam of the bull on the semen you're selling um, and videos. And then you enter your quantity and prices you can put discounts on prices um basically any feature we could think of that we might uh, that we thought that might be beneficial we um, put that in to your um to the account so you can i mean we have quantity discounts for example if you wanted to if someone bought 50 units of whatever bowl you can offer them a a 20 percent discount and then at 100, you can offer them a 30% discount or whatever the whatever the discount table is. But it has a lot of different options to um, list your your products on there. So really, you've removed that traditional gatekeeper to semen sales and put it back in the hands of the individual producer, which is fabulous. Yeah, is, that's, yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah. And so one of the main complaints that um, 
people have expressed to me is that if they have a bull that they feel is going to be successful um, on the market as far as producing and selling semen, if a major stud purchases that bull, they don't really see a whole lot of that revenue. I mean, they see some and it's good for them. Don't get me wrong um, to have that bull advertised. But in the end, they don't really get as much as they had anticipated. And so this just offers them another opportunity to market their own product and more of the revenue for themselves. We are 10% commission and um, we cover the cost of the credit card fees. So if you really break it down, we're not really making a whole lot on the transaction. And that's the point is we want to keep the money in the hands of the producers and let them um, have a, a means to be able to sell their product and have the transaction go through a secure process and uh, have the money in hand um, a lot sooner than has been traditionally done before. So I think you actually were selling yourself short earlier when you said that you created it because you were a lazy shopper. I think that there's definitely some improvements made on the seller side too. There's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of motivating factors for me, but honestly, the first one was because I'm a lazy shopper. And the other one, you know, that I just uh, highlighted was that people were just a little fed up with not getting as much as what they thought they should. So there, there's so many benefits to it. I, mean, I could, I could spend hours talking about how excited and enthusiastic I am about it. But um, in the end, everyone else, People who are looking for semen, people on market semen, um, they're the ones that are going to be able to take advantage of this and, and save money. This episode is sponsored by Cattle Tracks, a low cost, non invasive way to track the movement of cattle, all with a cell phone app. The app uses facial recognition software to help you improve your operation. You can find them and learn more at www.cattletracks.com. And that's cattle, T-R-A-C-S dot com. We're also brought to you by HI slash Cattle Company, raising balanced Angus and Black Hereford cattle with a mind for the future of the beef industry. At HI slash, we also run a commercial cow-calf operation, so we understand how important and impactful the genetic choices you make can be. You can take a look at ours at H-I-S-L-A-S-H cattle dot com or by finding us on Facebook. There's a lot of people that I think are kind of timid about the idea of selling semen and shipping it and doing that process all online. Mm-hmm. It's not new, but I think there's just so many logistics to it that some people are are kind of scared of that process. So can you walk me through what that looks like? Yeah, so there there are several different options and it all depends on the individual's capability. For example, if you own your own shipper, it makes things really easy because someone can make a purchase of whatever product that you have and you can offer um, shipping and just put a cost associated with that. For example, I charge, um, I want to say $120 roughly for ground shipping. I have my own shipper and uh, this is not a plug for a specific company, but there's a, a company called pirateship.com. And I don't know how they do it, but um, they have extremely reduced rates on shipping through UPS. And so I utilize that service and I'm able to 
ship my own product in my own shipper for a very, very affordable cost. In fact, I think it's cheaper than going through UPS itself. So that's the first option. The second option that um, has been utilized probably the most so far is that the semen that you are marketing is held in a central location, for example, at a collection facility. Most of those collection collection facilities have the capability to ship the product to the customer. So what they'll do is... <laughs> no, it adds to it. I think it's the perfect background sound for this. What um, what they'll do is they'll just have a cost on there that they've already negotiated with the uh, storage facility. And they will offer $120 shipping through the facility. The third option is just to release the semen at wherever the storage location is and the customer has to um, arrange for shipping themselves. Those are probably the most common ways to do it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Shipping has been the most difficult thing to overcome just because so many people have different situations um, that it's just, it's one of those things that's hard, but we've, we feel like we've set up a platform that offers several different, different options um, for vendors. And um, the, the good thing is all the revenue that we bring in, all the profit that we make, um, we've put all of that back into the website to make changes or upgrades to make it easier. Um, we really are in this just to make a better platform. Um, and I think so far we've been successful, but you know, if there's, if there's something that someone notices that, Hey, it would be nice to have this option or, or that option. Uh, we're totally open to making those changes or making upgrades and, and making it more user-friendly. And I would just really encourage people that are listening and wanting to dip their toes in to go ahead and talk to their collection facility because it's okay if you're not ready to buy your own equipment to ship it out at first, but your collection facility, I can almost guarantee has done it before and knows what they're doing. And it's a great way for you to kind of start to explore that process. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I have yet to find um, a collection facility that has not been um, ready and willing to send shippers out uh, once the product is sold. And, and they're actually pretty affordable to do it too. So one of the things that this podcast has tried to focus on recently for Black Hereford breeders is marketing and what you do ties in so closely with that, right? You can offer the platform for people to sell their semen, but they are still going to have to know how to market it, how to put out an attractive package that seems worthwhile for people to purchase. So I would love to hear some of your advice about how to best list on the service. What are some of the tips that you would offer people as they're trying to make that ad and make that storefront appear as attractive as possible? Okay. So this is extremely important. This is, um, this is what is going to make or break your store on Gene Brokers. The first thing I'm going to highlight, and I cannot stress this enough, make sure you have a good picture. And it's unfortunate that I have to say this um, because a picture doesn't always represent the bull or the product that you're selling accurately, but a bad picture will turn off a buyer right away. So, so you're saying my, it no pictures of the bull's head in the squeeze chute? <laughs> I would probably recommend against that. <laughs> 
Um, I would not probably put them in, you know, two, three feet of mud up to their bellies or anything like that. No picture is better than a poor picture. So that is kind of my, um, that's where I would start. It's really helpful to have a picture of the dam of the bull if you can. That's really nice. Um, and then the other things that I recommend is posting on social media. If you have uh, any other kind of marketing that you're doing through publications, you can highlight the fact that it's on Gene Brokers. That you have your own store on Gene Brokers. And we, we offer links to each specific product as well. So you can post that, for example, on your website or on Facebook or whatever platform you're using. And all the customer has to do is click that and it'll take them right to the product. Perfect. Well, and I'm so glad that you brought up pictures and especially of dams, because I think as we've seen the seed stock business expand, you know, there's a lot of new guys in the game, which is great. It's really diversified a lot of our genetics across the board. A lot of people don't really put the thought into the pictures and it really matters. Yeah, it's, uh, I hate to say it's critical, but it really is. Um, I learned a long time ago from a good friend, the the thing I brought up before that no picture is better than a bad picture because it's really hard to get rid of that image once it's been put out. And it's not necessarily because the bull is bad. It's just maybe it didn't have a bad, uh, didn't have a good day or the bull doesn't picture well, or you didn't get the right angle. I mean, there's so many variables. Oh yeah, even really just wanna... if it's pixelated, you know, if you had to zoom in too yep. far. Yep. You really want to get the best representation you can right up front. And then, um, and then customers will be drawn in. And, and most of the time what they're doing is they'll, they'll call the call the vendor and get more information on the bowl if they're not already familiar with it. So then on the flip side of that for shoppers, if people are wanting to get on and see what's available on Gene Brokers, any advice you would have for them? Oh, that's a great question. Um, do your research on the animals that you're looking for. Um, because there are a lot of products out there and I would argue that most of them are great products, but they're not all going to fit your specific program. And so research is critical um, because they're so, if you go to the Angus, Angus section, for example, and we, as a disclaimer, we started out heavily Angus just because that's the breed I'm familiar with. And that's the breed that my partners are familiar with. Uh, we have had some other breeds added, but you're going to see a predominantly Angus um, site so far. When you sort through those Angus bulls, there are so many different types of, I mean, different phenotype, a lot of carcass bulls. There's a lot of more maternally focused bulls. Um, and just because they're listed through gene brokers or because someone has collected semen on them does not mean that they're going to they're, they're be the right fit for you. So I would say research is number one. Number two, figure out your uh, shipping options through the vendor. Do you have to send a charge shipper? Do you have the opportunity to purchase it through a collection facility or directly from uh, the vendor? Once you've figured that out, make sure, and this is key because we've had this come up, make sure that when you have a product shipped that you have somewhere to store it, whether it's in your own tank or at a storage facility. 
because you don't want to get a cold shipper in with the product and have nowhere to put it. For sure. (laughs) Most people understand that you can't just throw it in your freezer. Um, But you'd be surprised some of the, um, some of the issues we've run into with people purchasing and then not, not being able to store it correctly right away. So make sure your ducks are in a row once you make that order. As far as the purchase process, it's super easy. I mean, you literally enter your quantity, your shipping address, and then you pay, pay with a credit card and transactions done. You'll receive an email right off the, right off the bat from Gene Brokers confirming the order. And that email also goes to the vendor. So the vendor is aware of the order and they will contact you um, if they need any more information as far as shipping instructions or anything else. So the, the, the ordering process is really, really easy. I would add out another one too. And that would be once it arrives to go ahead and just double check your order. We had years oh, yeah. ago, and this was not through Gene Brokers because it was several years ago. We went and picked up our storage tank from our semen guy that held it over the winter for us and went to go AI. And we had a bunch of Holstein semen oh. mixed in there that he had just been storing in there and forgot to pull out. And it's, oh yeah. boy, I'm glad we noticed that. That would have been a very exciting calving season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Gene Brokers does um, offer a guarantee Vendors have the option to opt in. So uh, the guarantee is that uh, within 24, you have 24 hours to check your order and make any kind of claim with, uh, with the vendor. And they, uh, if they have opted into that option, which it'll say on each product, then they are then required to uh, make the order right, either by shipping new semen or, or giving you a refund or however they want to handle that. But um, we want to make sure that the buyer is protected as well. So if there are any issues, um, I would make sure that you're purchasing uh, from a vendor that has opted into the quality guarantee. Ah, good to know. So what do you see for the future of Gene Brokers? What kind of growth and improvements are you hoping will come about? You're so new. It's got to be really exciting to think about where this could go. Yeah, so uh, I mean, we... We have big, big plans for the future already. We're expanding into some international markets. We've got a, an announcement forthcoming, hopefully by the end of this week. Um, but we, we are hoping to offer several international markets um, in Central and South America and Australia and, and other places, Canada, for example. Um, we'd like to be able to offer our international customers the ability to get uh, their semen more, more locally. I, that's really um, exciting. Should be exciting anyway for Black Hereford breeders listening because we've got a growing community down in South America. And uh-huh. that's been a challenge is, you know, getting those genetics moving that direction. So that's great news. Yeah, we've had almost as many international customers calling us about um export semen as our stateside customers. So there is a huge market out there for international semen. And we didn't realize how how big it was until, you know, we started receiving all these calls about, hey, can can we get some export semen to this location or that location? So that's something we're working on right now. And we're excited about the potential there and some things that we have coming up. Um, We'd also like to start, we're working on an auction feature 
where um, we can kind of like eBay where they can list a product and it'll be up for six or seven days and there'll be a buy it now feature or um, just a regular auction feature. So that is um, pretty close to being released. Um, I'm trying to think of another. We've got one other thing coming up. Uh, oh, we're having we're gonna we're gonna change the way we're doing our vendor directory. So right now, there's a sort function that you can look for specific vendors. I like to have a more of an alphabetical list where people can go on there and, and look and see vendors all on one page and then just click on that and it'll take them to the vendor store. So that's another thing we're working on to make make the vendors more highlighted or noticeable. Um, and then if there's anything else that people see that they're like, hey, this would be really cool to have on the site, that's information we'd love to have. Feel free to email me or, or call me. Our contact information is on the website, but we'd We'd love to have more input on what what um, customers or vendors are looking for. Well, I think that this is all a really cool way that we're seeing our industry kind of shift. You know, we're we're expanding into access all across the board, and Gene Brokers is such a great example of that. Is there anything else that you would want people who are who are thinking about? getting involved and checking out your website to know ahead of time? Um, I would just stress that there, there is no, no cost associated with trying it out. Um, we want you to get your product up there and, and see if we can make it successful for you. And then you need to participate in that as well. You can't just list your product and forget about it. Um, Ooh, I think that's so important. I'm so glad you said that because that would be very easy to do, to just list it, call it good, and then move on with life and then sit back and wonder why you're not getting any sales. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Um, there are some vendors that have done that and they have not been successful. The ones that are successful are the ones that keep it constantly updated or in front of people on their social media page or their Facebook page or even in some publications. <laughs> So I just, I can't stress that enough is you really need to participate yourself as well. I guess the bulls are enthusiastic about what I'm saying as well right now in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, Logan, I really appreciate you taking the time to hop on here today and share what you guys are doing over there. And I, I really hope that there's some breeders that hear this and decide to go ahead and check you guys out. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. and. Um, like I said, if anyone has any questions or they have any suggestions, feel free to contact us. Uh, the contact information is on our website. Yep. And I will link to the website and all of that in the show notes for this. So it should be pretty easy for you to find. Good deal. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Before I let you guys go today, and now that you've kind of heard Logan Sampson make his pitch on Gene Brokers, I wanted to take a minute and just give you some thoughts on my experience with Gene Brokers. We've only used them to purchase at this point. We've been waiting, like a lot of you, on EPDs to list some of our semen. So hopefully we'll get that experience soon. But there's some real benefits to purchasing semen on Gene Brokers. I mean, first of all, there's a great eclectic selection. You've got guys out there that are just cleaning out their semen tanks. 
So you can potentially find some stuff that you otherwise might not be able to find and sometimes really at a lot lower price point. And then in some cases, you can find the same semen being sold by multiple vendors. So make sure if you use it that you're comparing the pricing and that you're getting the best deal. The one area that we weren't super impressed with here and that I think could use some functionality work is the search feature. So when you're searching for something that has a lot of results and get multiple pages and you're kind of scrolling through and you click on a bowl and then you back out back to that main search results page, the results seem to all reorder themselves. So you wind up having to start look through them all over again back at the beginning to make sure that you weren't missing anything. And that can get pretty frustrating But overall, it is definitely still usable and worth checking out. So pop over there at some point when you've got some time to kill. And I'd love to hear what you guys think of the service. You know, there's no risk involved in listing on it. So it seems like it can't hurt to try to move some semen that way. And I'd just be really curious to hear if you guys get any benefit out of it. Thank you for listening. And I will catch up with you in just a few weeks. Thanks for listening. You can get in on the conversation over at our Facebook page at Black Hereford Chronicles, where we'd love to hear from you. Of course, don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.